the prophet Samuel, his mother, Hannah, was barren. And she was in deep sorrow. She was in very deep sorrow because she was barren. So what she did was she went to the temple of God and she prayed to God. She prayed to God. You see, what we see here, those days, when I was staying in Central Pasa, there, there are churches there, and in the church, the church will be open for people to go there and pray. People who are in need, they'll go to the church and pray, because it was empty, no one there. And they could pour out their heart to God and pray. People who are in fear will go there and pray. People who are, you know, in loneliness will go there and pray. And then they will feel comforted and go back home. So God's place or church, when pe whenever people, there is a need in them, they go inside and they pray. And that is what we can see Jesus did in Matthew 21, 12 and 13. Matthew 21, 12 and 13. Can you read that? Matthew 21, 12 and 13. Matthew 21, 12, 13. Then Jesus went into the temple of God and drove all, out all those who bought and sold in the temple and overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. And he said to them, It is written, My house shall be called a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. Yes. My house is a house of prayer. My house is a house of prayer. The temple of God is a house of prayer, which is now church. The church is a house of prayer. I would like to share now how is this connected to us? God, the Holy Spirit, the very first thing He does in our life, the very first thing when you are baptized with the Holy Spirit, the very first thing He does in our lives is he will come into us. Jesus Christ said, He will come into us and dwell in us. And He will change this body of ours to become a house of prayer. A house of prayer. That is what in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16, Paul says, can you read that please? Paul says it is a house of prayer. It is God's holy place. Can you read 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16? Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? You are the temple of God and the Spirit of God dwells in you. Okay, I want, to, I want you to now bring back again. Jesus said, when you pray, you go into your room, close the door, and you pray. When you go into your room, close the door and pray, what happens is, you are going into your temple. Your, you, the temple of God is in you. And you go into your temple. And that is why he says, whatever your need is, when you pray, when you go into your temple and pray, you can get comfort, you can get strength, you can get miracles, you can get all answers from God. But when you go and just pray for a requirement of prayer, a legality, it's no point. 
You are only meeting a requirement and there's no power. There's nothing, no, no presence of God. But when we allow God the Holy Spirit who is in us to change this body of ours to become the temple of God. Today I'm asking everyone here, think very carefully. Examine yourself. Is your body the temple of God? Many of us, our bodies have been, you know, places of entertainment, pleasures of the world reside in this body. And therefore Jesus says, no, 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 that cannot be the house of prayer. That can never be the house of prayer. How can you pray inside there? You can't pray. That is the work of God the Holy Spirit now. The moment He baptizes you, the first thing He does is He changes our body to be His temple. And that change is going to be a bit painful. It's going to be painful because He will tell, my child, I do not want you to have this. I don't want you to have this. I don't want you to have this. Some of the things we'll say, no Lord, let me take some time to, you know. You see, Sometimes we can even compromise and say, this I cannot leave. I want this and this I cannot leave. You know, today I would like to ask you, how much of power, how much of God's help do you need? We all need God. As the days go by, as you things happening around the world, it is all here, things will become worse, new diseases will come, and today, diseases can come, even float in the air and come. Because genetic modification and all these things, they play with all these things. And when they play with all these things, DNA and all these things they play, they can accidentally release something which can be very fatal to men. And that is what the Word of God says. The person next to you can fall. The person next to you can fall, but nothing will harm you, nothing will touch you. This is the promise of God. Because we have no power to stop that. Because when once man goes and, and you know, manipulates what God has done, he creates something different. So today, we all need the Lord. Our protection is God. So today, God the Holy Spirit comes into our body and the first thing it does is it changes our body to become the temple of God. That is where many people resist Him. Many people grieve Him. Many people run away from Him and do not want to be with Him anymore. So we see here, the first thing what He does is He changes this body to become the house of prayer. Can we read 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17? 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 17. Pray continually. Pray continually because your body is a temple and, and the temple must be filled with prayer. Pray continually. You do not have to come to church and pray. You can pray wherever you are. You can drive and pray. You can walk and pray. You can do it anywhere. You can be, you can be praying. But you are constantly in prayer. You are in touch with the Creator God. The God who created you. You are in touch with Him. And we see what happens in 
the 1 Kings chapter 8, 1 Kings chapter 8, verses 54 and 55. 1 Kings chapter 8, verses 54 and 55. One Kings, chapter eight, verse fifty. Fifty-four and fifty-five. Fifty-four and fifty-five. When Solomon had finished all these prayers and supplications to the Lord, he rose from before the altar, altar of the Lord, where he had been kneeling with his hands spread out toward heaven. He stood and blessed the whole assembly of Israel in a loud voice, saying, "Yes, God." Praise be to the Lord who has given rest to his people Israel, just as he promised. Not one word has failed of all the good promises he gave through his servant Moses. Okay, 1 Kings, 1 Kings 8, 54 and 55. Huh? Can you read that again? When Solomon had finished all these prayers and supplications to the Lord, he rose from before the altar of the Lord, where he had been kneeling with his hands spread out toward heaven. Hmm. He stood and blessed the whole assembly of Israel in a loud voice, saying, Praise... Yes, yes. thank you. What I, would, I want you to see here is the temple of God is meant to be meant for prayer and blessings of God come to us in that. If we do not recognize our body to be the temple, how can we receive God's blessings? We want blessings. But we have to recognize the word of God because we are in no... We, I would like everyone to understand, huh? we are in, in no um, authority to overrule the will of God. The final authority is God himself. So when he has determined things for us, there's no power on heaven or on earth to you know, undo the thing or to overrule the thing. Therefore, whether we like it or not, he has created your body and my body to become his temple. He created us to be his temple. So it has to be his temple. If you bring a TV inside here and you only want to listen to, to songs and not watch a TV, the, the, you know, the movie then you are underusing the thing. Now, in the same way, we are supposed to be temple. But we are using it for something else means we are not getting what God wants us to get. And God won't be able to move to help us in any area of our lives. Remember, our, our life here is to help us to go to the next stage. And therefore, we have to now allow God, the Holy Spirit, to change this body and to allow us to go into, even in this world, I would like to tell them, the moment you allow God, the Holy Spirit, to come into your body and change you, you are going to see the goodness of God in your life. Definitely, I, would, I can guarantee this. God is good means God is good. Provided I obey Him. So we need to obey Him, and when we obey Him, we have we will see the power of God in our lives. A very simple thing I want to tell you. Eh? Okay, there are people who like to go, who go and pray. Okay, they say, I want to turn, I want this body of mine to become 
the temple of God. So they go regularly every day, they go and pray, they read the word and all the things. But after praying, going into the room and after praying, after communing with God and singing praises to God, glorifying His holy name, come out of the room and we hear some news in somebody rings up and tells something and we start cursing someone. Can we curse someone or get angry with someone? Just one example I want to tell. That is why that is what I want to tell everyone here. Can we do that? Now, when God the Holy Spirit comes into us and changes us, the temple must always be a blessing to people and not a curse. Matthew 5, 44 and 45. Matthew 5, 44 and 45. Matthew 5, 44 and 45. Matthew 5:44 and 45. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes his Son to rise on the evil and the good, and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. I want to tell you, listen very carefully, apply this, and you, are going to see, you, are, you will be in amazement. When you apply this, you will be in amazement. There's a person in our church, in the Tamil section. He is always stern looking. So, when he was outside, walking, standing somewhere, I think for a bus or something like that, he, deep in thought, and maybe he was looking at a person, that person got very angry. And asked him, why are you staring at me? And gave him a tight slap. This person is a very hot-tempered person, you know. Very, very hot-tempered. And, and we are dealing here with him. We are telling him, remove your anger. Remove your anger. Because in his anger, he, he throws things. You know, he, he is a cook. In a, in a, he does Western food. And uh, so he gets very angry and throws things and even shouts at his boss and you know, and even resigned from his job a couple of times and all that. So he said, he came and told, Pastor, this person came and slapped me. What did he do? I didn't do anything because you told me not to react with anger. <laughs> I didn't do anything. So after that, the person couldn't do anything else. Felt ashamed and walked off. This is the word of God. The power of his word is such when you obey We find it, you know, the worldly understanding is you lose face. But God says no. You are the hero of that, of that incident because you have obeyed my word. So that is why we see here, uh, if you belong to the Lord and if you want to be the temple, if your body is to be the temple of God, the Holy Spirit, you will never react. Because Jesus Christ was hit and beaten for us. He could have just said one word and all those fellows would have gone. So many angels would have come to him. But no. He showed us what it is to obey God. But today we, we have to understand. You have to now obey the word of God against certain 
you know, worldly principles where we have to stand against. We cannot. We cannot. This guy I'm talking about was, is a very hot tempered. He raises his hand. But the thing is, he obeyed. And today he's married. And he, even today he came. He was very, you know, I will always talk to him in, in a way there to, to, to test out whether he still has got anger. I'll do a bit of provocation. You know why? I want to make sure that he is right. But today also he was very good, very calm. In church we learn. We learn to change so that God lives in us. And when God lives in us, you are blessed. You are blessed than anyone else outside. Because everyone who has God the Holy Spirit residing in them, they enjoy life to the fullest. Not to mean you are rich and filthy rich. No, it's not that. You are full of God's presence and God will provide everything for you what you need. God will provide all your needs and that is what you see. So the work of God, the Holy Spirit, is to transform this body to become His temple. So remember, obedience is very important because God, the Holy Spirit, comes and reminds us of the teaching of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus said, love your enemies. Okay? And, and what we see here in John chapter 14, verse 26. John 14, verse 26. John 14, verse 26. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all the things and bring to you remembrance all things that I say to you. Very good. So, Jesus is telling again, when God the Holy Spirit comes, He will remind you of my teaching so that you obey. Because obedience is very important. In obedience, you see miracles. You want miracles? Easy. Obey God. Obey God. And I can tell you, He is no respecter of persons. He doesn't care who we are. Whether you are, you know, with titles or no titles, whether you are rich and very, very rich. No, it's not that. Or whether you are poor, no. What he wants is whether you obey the word of God. That's very important. So that is why we see here, God, the Holy Spirit comes inside. The first thing he does is, he changes. He changes this just like how Jesus went into the temple and threw out all those things and said, my house shall be a house of prayer. God, the Holy Spirit, comes inside and does and says, my house must be the uh, house of prayer. And that is why sometimes we find a lot of struggle. The struggle is, he is telling, I, I want to change you. But we say, no, I want to be like this. No, we cannot. We have to surrender and say, I surrender to you, Lord. And then, he also teaches us how to pray. What is the normal prayer? But the other one is where after the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it gives us this prayer. In Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 4. Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 4. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven, as of rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire, 
and one sat upon each of them. And they were filled. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with one with other tongues, and the Spirit gave them utterance. Yes. He gave us the tongues. Speaking of tongues is very important. It's a prayer. It is a prayer, and I would like to say, even today, many of us were speaking in tongues. But do you know, when we speak in tongues, God the Holy Spirit was moving. He was moving. Those who, those who do not even speak in tongues, He touches them, and sometimes they will be wondering, why am I crying? It's a beautiful song I'm singing, but why am I crying? Oh, you are crying because the power of God is touching you. And God, the Holy Spirit, is coming inside you and telling you, my child, I love you. My child, I know about your situation. And that is why. So, sometimes you see, we do not understand why we cry. We cry, but after the cry, after the tears... You know, you cannot stop the tears. The tears will start falling. After the tears, you feel great comfort in your heart because God, the Holy Spirit, is giving you the comfort. I would say, do not resist Him. Do not resist God, the Holy Spirit, because He is your God and your Maker. And He loves you very much. And He wants to show you the power and miracles He has for you. He wants to show you that. So today I would like to ask everyone here. Do not resist God the Holy Spirit. Do not resist. And when He gives you the speaking in tongues, do not stop speaking in tongues. You have to speak in tongues because this is one of the identity of a Christian, said Jesus in Mark chapter 16, verse 17. Mark 16, verse 17 says, This is... Out of the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, he mentions this very strongly. Jesus Christ said, they will speak in tongues. Can we read? Mark 16, verse 17. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. Yes, they will cast out demons. That's power, okay? Now, the authority and power, they will speak in new tongues. Okay, why? You, you may ask me, why? why what, what's the big deal? What, what is it? I speak in tongues, so what? What's so great about it? You can ask me that. But the thing is, why do we speak in tongues? You see, sometimes, we are, we are, every one of us, we are limited in our words. You see, our life, huh? our feelings and our thoughts and our whatever we feel, we are limited in expressing those feelings by words. Because no language can really express what you feel inside. No, no language, let me tell you that. You want to express in English, you can, but still you'll come to a point where, no, no, I, I still don't have the right word to tell what, what I feel inside. Or, or even your mother tongue, you still don't have the right word to tell what you feel inside. And that is why we see here, when you are praying in tongues, when you are praying, you may be crying, you may be laughing and praying, but the same sound will come out, same words will come out, but in that, God the Holy Spirit will help you to express what you feel to the Father in heaven. In Romans chapter 8, verse 27. Romans 8, verse 27. Uh, verse 26. Romans 8, verse 26. Romans 8, 26. 
In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. Yes, through wordless groans. Sometimes there can be words of, you know, the uh, words given to us by the tongue, by God the Holy Spirit. Sometimes it can just be a groan. But the thing is, that's a prayer. And when God the Holy Spirit helps you to pray in that way, do you think that prayer will be answered? Can anyone put up your hand and tell me that your prayer has been answered? Thank you. Thank you, yes. Because God answers prayers. Thank you, yes. Because God answers prayers. I want to tell you, Christianity is not like a subject where you take and put inside and keep inside. No. It's action. Practical application is very important. Without practical application, you, you will always doubt because faith and, you know, and uh, logical reasoning can never go together. They stand opposed to each other. Logical reasoning will tell you cannot walk on water. Faith says you can walk on water. We are in this world with all the laws of gravity and everything. Who gave us the laws? It is God. The Creator God gave us the laws. Nobody else. But when the Creator God comes, He, he operates under a higher law. Nullifying the law of creation and He operates on a higher law. That is where miracles happen. So we see here, uh, God the Holy Spirit comes inside us to change our bodies to become His temple. And so He makes us pray. And I would like to ask everyone here, do not neglect prayer. You need to pray every day because... Prayer is the one which sustains you. Prayer. Keep on praying. Keep on praying. Keep on praying. You need to pray. And after that we see here, the next one is, He will lead us into not only praying, but worshipping God. In a temple, there must be worship. Like we had worship just now. In Second Chronicles chapter 7, verses 1 to 3. 2 Chronicles 7, 1 to 3. 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verses 1 to 3. When Solomon had finished praying, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. And the priests could not enter the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. When all the children of Israel saw how the fire came down and the glory of the Lord on the temple, they bowed their face to the ground on the pavement and worshipped and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his mercy endures forever. God, who created the heavens and the earth, he created us to worship him. He created us to worship Him. If somebody asks, why must I worship? Why must I worship? Can't I live without worshipping? 
Yeah, no option is given by God. No option. You have to worship, he says. But the only thing is either you, there are no options in that, but, but the decision is yours to worship him or not to worship him. Because you can either worship him or worship something else. I would like everyone to understand very clearly, clearly here. We have been created to worship God. If we do not worship God, we will worship anything else because that is a tendency of a man. Either he will worship his wife or his uh, the husband or the football, you know, the footballer or the movie star. Oh, he's my idol. What is the meaning of idol? I worship him. Or he'll worship himself. Have you seen people worshipping themselves? They look at the mirror and they say, you're such a handsome guy. You know, they, they only talk about themselves. Okay? So you see, people, and this is true, because those who worship themselves are the selfish people. Bible says, they become so selfish, even when they marry, they don't care about the wife or children, they'll only take care of themselves. Have you seen that kind of people? I'm telling you reality. He just gets a little bit of fever, you know, and he goes into, into the bed, onto the bed, takes a blanket, and the wife has to come and has to take care of him, maybe massage him and all these things. But when the wife has fever, he'll say, ah, you take the Panadol and you go and you do your work, you know. Have you seen people like that? I have seen people like that. For him, oh, the whole house must be quiet, otherwise he'll shout, don't you all know that I'm having, you know, fever? Why are you doing this? But when the wife or the children, oh, that time he'll be different. Why are you passing all these things? Take the medicine and just sit quietly or do your work. People who love themselves. Lovers of themselves. Lovers of themselves worship themselves. So you see, we are created to worship. We are created to worship. And that is what, if we do not worship God, we will worship something else. Today I see uh, some ladies, they take dogs along with them small dogs and they kiss the dog, they sleep with the dog, they eat with the dog. They call the dog also Sayang, Darling, all these things. In my heart, I, I, I hear that, I feel very sad. You know why? There are children, adorable children, you know, oh, orphans and all that. Why don't you take one and take care of that? The dog knows nothing. So you see, I would say that's also adoration. Adoration is worship. Think very carefully. I'm not saying don't have dogs and don't have cats. You can have dogs, but please don't bring pythons inside. One house I went, they had a python inside. <laughs> you see, I, no, I'm very frank with you all because today, uh, so the whole situation has changed, you know. Sometimes they have some weird thing there in the house and they like to have it. But you must ask God the Holy Spirit. Ask God the Holy Spirit to guide you. 
Nothing wrong in having animals, but you know, you can have. So today, we are going to see that God, the Holy Spirit, wants to change us. He wants to change you and me. Worship. If you start worshipping God every day in your house, singing songs, singing songs, the songs we sing here or any, just sing. Do you know what happens is when we read just now, the power of God came down. The presence of God came down. You have a choice again. You have a problem. Now, Paul and Silas had a problem. And they were put, they were beaten severely. They were flogged severely, says the word of God. If beaten severely, eh, flogged, eh, how painful it is. Very painful, isn't it? Or, you know, behind, whereas you can see the marks. Uh, maybe skin is torn and all that. And you are groaning and moaning. Now, you are given the choice to either sit and cry or to worship. Many people like to sit and cry when they are lonely, when they are in difficulty, when they are in problem. They like to sit and cry. But Paul and Silas did not want to sit and cry. They sat and worshipped God. They worshipped God. Amen? We, we can see that when they worship in Acts chapter 16, verses 23 to 26. 16, verses 23 to 26. Acts 16, verse 23 to 26. After they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison, and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. When he received these orders, he put them in the inner cell and fasten their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open, and everyone's chains came loose. Yes, what happened? You see, they were given their option eh, to either sit and cry or to worship God. Sometimes when I tell people when you are having problem or anything, go and worship. Pastor, you don't know lah. You don't know. I'm so sad. How can I worship? I, I have to, you know, I have to run here, run there, run here, run there, you know. But this is a fact. When you worship God, miracles take place. Why? Because God the Holy Spirit is inside you and God the Holy Spirit who is inside you will never be able to do anything if you do not turn your body to be His temple. So you have to change this body to become His temple at that moment to say, I'm going to worship the Lord. And when you worship, nothing else happens. God the Holy Spirit moves with great power. Great power. I want to challenge everyone here today. Try it out. You try it out. I want you all to try it out. God, the Holy Spirit is real. And He says, everyone, I can say, you do not have to tell me, everyone has needs. Everyone has problems. The only person who can help you is God, the Holy Spirit. 
turn this body of yours to be his temple. Turn this body of yours to be his temple. And I guarantee you, by you turning this body to be his temple, you are going to see things happening in your life. Miracles. Miracles are real. Miracles are real. I want to tell you again and again. Do not doubt. Because the God who created the heavens and the earth is here. And he's the living God. He is the living God. He knows every one of us go through problems. We, we go through tears. We go through sadness. We are cheated. We are deceived. You trust somebody and that person deceives you. Cheats you. People need God the Holy Spirit. People need the Lord. Everyone needs the Lord. And how do we connect ourselves to God is by becoming His temple. So you see, in the temple of God, there was no darkness. There was light, continuous light. In the temple of God, there was continuous light. Exodus chapter 40, verse 24. Exodus 40, verse 24. There's a lampstand burning always. Exodus 40, verse 24. He placed the lampstand in the tent of meeting opposite the table on the south side of the tabernacle. Yes. And if, if, if your body and my body is the temple of God, then we must be the light. We must have the light of Jesus. And that's what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 to 16. Matthew 5, 14 to 16. You are going to be, you are the temple of God. And you cannot be in darkness. You cannot be in darkness. You must have the light of God. Matthew 5, 14 to 16. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Amen. Amen. You are the light. Do not today... Many Christians are in darkness and say that they are light. And they are leading people out of light into darkness. This is reality I'm sharing with you again. Huh? Reality, yeah? Just because they say, Christians say, I don't know why uh, God is not answering my prayer. Then this guy comes and says, you follow me. You see what I'm doing. And takes him away from Jesus Christ. And he's a Christian. Why is God not answering your prayer? It's because God is changing you. You cannot live as what you live. God is changing you. He wants you to become His temple. And in that change, you obey, you find the answer. Your, your prayer is answered. You obey, your prayer is answered. You do not obey and pray. How can God answer your prayer? God cannot answer your prayer. This is a very simple understanding. 
There are people who come to me and tell me, Pastor, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm fasting and praying. There's an evil spirit attacking me. And I do not know why the one is always attacking me, coming into my dreams, coming into and doing all kinds of problems to me. I know. How do you know? Yes, I know it is an evil spirit. What does the word of God say? You see, in James chapter 4 verse 7. James 4 verse 7. You see, um, you must understand the word of God is very, very important. And we have to, James chapter 4 verse 7. James 4 verse 7. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Yes. It is no point of you fasting every two days once or every week two times or three times. I'm fasting from morning till night, Pastor. I'm fasting and praying and fasting and praying. The devil will stand by your side and laugh and laugh and laugh at you. You know why? You are fasting and praying. He will say, James chapter 4, 7 says, you know who the devil will say? James chapter 4, verse 7 says, you have to submit to God. You rascal, you never obey God. Isn't it? You never obey God. So how can I run away? Isn't it? So when the devil say that, you never obey God, I will stand by your side. I will disturb you. But when you obey God, this is true. You know why? One day, I was casting out an evil spirit from a very huge, big-sized man. He was six feet. Six plus, I think. I had to look like that. And he's hefty. He's hefty. His hand, just one hand, with both hands was up like that. One hand just came down and hit my wife on the head. She nearly moved pengsan like that. Because that was how, you know. So, that kind of a size of a man, he came to me for prayer. He said some evil spirit is... Is bothering him, bothering him. I asked him, okay, where did you go? What did you do? The evil spirit will never simply come upon you. You must have gone somewhere and must have done something for the evil spirit to enter you. No, pastor, I didn't go anywhere. I didn't do anything. As I laid my hands and prayed, the evil spirit spoke. Pastor, don't believe this fellow. <laughs> this fellow came to where I was, I was in the river. He came and he called me. You look at that, huh? I want to tell you, huh? these are real things I'm telling you, know, reality. Huh? Then everything was over, I asked him. Huh? He said, yes. Why did you tell me? I was afraid to tell you. I, I want to tell you all, huh? what the word of God says is real. God is real. Holy Spirit is real. So we need to be in the light always. We need to always, we cannot go to darkness. Don't ever get any help from darkness. Your friend will say, come to the dark side and get help from you, from that side. Because your prayer is not being answered. Yeah, we can help you. Your prayer is not answered because God, Holy Spirit wants you to submit to God. Submit to God. So it's very, very important. I'm talking about reality. I can, I can challenge everyone here. You obey. And when you fully obey all what, and God is not answering you, huh? you come and tell me. Huh? I'll resign from pastor's job. I'll, I'll come out. I told this last time also. Anyone, if you can say that you fully obey God, and then God is not answering you, huh? come and tell me. I'll say I don't want to be a pastor anymore. 
I'll tell them. You know what? I got full faith in my God who has confirmed His word with signs and wonders. Amen? God is real. Amen? God is real. So we see here, we need, we need to obey God. Sometimes when I ask people, do you obey God? Yes. Which area? They'll just say one or two things. Do you read the Bible? No, I don't read the Bible. But nothing happens to me, God. Uh, Pastor, nothing happens. You see, I pray and I don't see any miracles in my life. Of course. Miracles will only take place when you have God's word inside you. You must have God's word inside you. And when you have God's word inside you, when you read every day and take in God's word, you are changing because you're obeying. And when you change, when you obey, what happens is God, the Holy Spirit, confirms the word which is inside you with signs and wonders. Mark chapter 16, verse 20 says, God, the Holy Spirit, will confirm that word which is inside you. That is why we always say, read the Bible, read the Bible, because the Bible is not an, an, an ordinary book. It is power. It, is, it has got creative power. It is the word of God. Can you read that? And these signs will follow those who believe. In 16 verse 20. Okay. And they went out and preached everywhere. Hmm. The Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. Amen. Yes. Again, I want to, I want to tell you very, very clear. Please listen. Now please listen very carefully here. Many people will tell me, I've got strong faith, Pastor. I don't worship any other God. I only Jesus, strong faith. Very sad to tell you, God the Holy Spirit will never confirm your faith. He'll only confirm the word. He will never confirm your faith. You can tell, I got strong faith. No, no. Word of God says he'll confirm the word of God, not your faith. So we have to be very careful in this. Faith is not the thing. Faith comes when you obey God. And how to obey God is to know the word and obey the word. That is how we can see here. So, we need this. We need this very, very much. The word of God, that, that is what? In the tabernacle of God, when God told Moses to build a tabernacle, the, very, the tabernacle is actually the temple. And the temple is now the church. Now, in the tabernacle, the very first thing which God told to do was to put in the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant is a box. And in the box was the tablets, the, you know, which the Ten Commandments given by God was inside that. And we can read this in Exodus 25, verse 21. Exodus 25, verse 21. Exodus 25, verse 21. Yes. Place the cover on top of the Ark. And put in the ark the tablets of the covenant law that I will give you. Yes. The covenant law, the Ten Commandments. I'm sure you all would have, you all know about the Ten Commandments? 
the Ten Commandments which God gave to Moses? Now, the Ten Commandments were kept in there. That means, and that was kept in the Holy of Holies, in the place, in the temple. And uh, the same thing today, if your body and my body is the temple of God, where's the Word of God? Do you have the Word of God? No, Pastor, I don't have time to read. I come and listen to the sermon only. Not enough. Not enough. You have to read and you have to take in the word of God. Please listen. All these are things. You see, God is not telling anyone here, go to the moon and bring a rock from moon and then I'll give you the miracle. He never says something which we cannot do. He knows we can submit, we can obey, we can do that. All of us can read. But do you know, it's a very strange thing. I, I did a research, a small research. Early morning, the man gets up from a good sleep. He has a very good sleep. He gets up, he goes to his breakfast table, opens the paper and reads the paper. Very clear. Closes the paper, takes the Bible, opens the Bible. One sentence he reads, <sighs> he falls asleep. He falls asleep. And to confirm that, the wife will tell, I don't know why, La Pastor, can you pray for him? Ma? You know, can you pray for him? Ma? Here, when he, whenever he reads the Bible, he, he sleeps. This is reality, I want to tell you reality. You, you observe your family members today. You see, um, that shows definitely how does the person go to sleep. The devil is by the side. You know, the devil is by the side singing, you know, uh, singing songs to make you sleep. And that is why they sleep. Sometimes, I've never caught here, but in the former church where I was there in the former church, early morning, 9 o'clock is the service. This man will come very well, you know, clean-shaven, had his bath, everything, sit under the fan. Sit under the fan, huh? Singing songs, everything. But the moment the sermon begins, he'll be sleeping there. So the devil is putting people to sleep. So today I would like to ask everyone here. You know why the devil is putting people to sleep? Because the word of God is so powerful. The devil also has to operate under the word. Not out of the word. He cannot operate out of the word. He operates under the word. That is why it is written in the Old Testament that God sent an evil spirit. Actually God doesn't send. The evil spirit goes to God and says, God, can I go and touch the fella? Why? Because that fella is not obeying your word. So God will just nod his head. Because he doesn't obey the word. He has every right. Because the word of God says, when a person obeys God, God protects. When a person does not obey God, the devil knows. 
That's what some, some time ago I told you all this. The master, the master lecturer of the demons was giving a teaching session to demons. How to go and catch all the, the Christians and bring them into hell. So one demon stood up and said, Master, it's very unfair. Why it's unfair? Because it is written in the Bible, in the name of Jesus, we can be bound and cast out. Yes, that is true. In the name of Jesus, when we say in the name of Jesus, I bind you, the devil is bound and cast out. But the master looked at the demon and said, you stupid fellow, you only know that. But do you know, Many Christians do not know that verse because they don't read the Bible. They don't read the Bible. So you can go safely and do your work and come off. So today, God, the Holy Spirit is inside you, but we have to release Him to work. How to release His obedience? Every time we obey, we allow Him to move more. Every time we obey, we allow him to move more in miracles, more and more in miracles. So today, that is what I'd like to ask you. God, the Holy Spirit, is transforming this body to become his temple means the word of God must be in this temple. So much so, you take a sponge and you soak it in water and you lift it up and wherever you touch, what comes out? Water comes out. In the same way, wherever the devil touches you, word of God must come out. And then you see the power in the name of Jesus because God is real. Amen? Amen. God is real. So daily reading, we have to have God's word as, you see, and I want you to understand this very clearly. Very, very clearly. This is the will of God for you and for me. We cannot run away from the will of God. In the will of God, as you read and read, as we become matured Christians, we come to understand that there is such a thing known as a general will of God. Now, in the general will of God is everyone has to follow that will, that general will. In the general will is you come to church, you have to worship the Lord, like what I said, all these things, you have to change you know, your body into a temple, all that is general will. But there is another thing known as the individual will or specific will for you. And this is what I would like to tell. And who gives us this calling is God the Holy Spirit. God the Holy Spirit is the one when once we try come into the obedience in every area and, and walk in His ways, then He comes and says, now I'm calling you out for this, or I'm going to bless you with this, or I'm going to use you in this. In the book of Acts chapter 13, Acts 13, verses 2 and 3, Acts 13, verse 2 and 3. While they were worshipping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. Yes. Now listen very carefully. Uh, this is a general will. We are all under the general will of God that we become the temple of the living God. 
But under the specific will or under the individual will, God, the Holy Spirit is speaking and telling to the group of who are praying in the church and telling them, set apart Barnabas and Saul for the work I have kept for them, I am giving them. In the same way today, do you know he can say when you are close to the Lord, when you are obeying the Lord, he can speak to you and say, my child, I am taking you into this. Oh, my child, I'm going to bless you in this. Do you know God is the one, even carrier, he will give you the carrier. Even your blessings, he'll give you, he'll lead you into that. But do not go out of God's will. Do not go out of God's will. Because here, I'm going to share with you, God said, Barnabas and Saul. Now, the first mission trip they went, very successful. But along with them went another man by the name of John Mark who was a relative of Barnabas. Now, was John Mark called by God? No. God only told, God the Holy Spirit only told, only these two. That is the will of God, only these two. The will of God is Barnabas and Paul for the mission I have. But they took John Mark. Who was insisting for John Mark was Barnabas. Because his cousin or his, uh, his relative, okay, he wanted that, that person to come along. I'm sure Paul was not together in the first, but in the second trip, they wanted to make, Paul wanted to make, Paul told to Barnabas, come, we go on a second trip. Barnabas again said, I want John Mark with us. Paul said, no, I do not want John Mark. Because the first time, halfway he left and went off. Why he left and went off is because it was not God's will. Today, I want everyone to listen and understand very carefully. Yeah? Any ministry God is giving you, any ministry God is giving you, any ministry God is giving you, anything is calling you, don't ever, don't ever do anything without God the Holy Spirit. If God is telling you to do it, you do it. If God is telling two of you, two of you, don't make it three or four or five. Don't. Even in your business, even in your business, even in the, not only church ministry, even in your business outside, your, if he tells, bring the person. If he does not tell, don't bring the person. Because what happened was here, in Acts chapter 15, verses 37 to 39. Acts 15, 37 to 39. Now Barnabas was determined to take with the John called Mark. But Paul insists that they should not take with them the one who had departed from them in Pamphylia and had not gone with them to the work. Then the contention became so sharp that they parted from one another. And so Barnabas took Mark and sailed to Cyprus. But Paul chose Silas and departed, being commanded by the brethren to the grace of God. Listen to this very carefully. If you do things against the will of God, you can be just wiped out. Barnabas is no more heard after that, but Paul and Silas continue with the ministry of God. Barnabas is heard no more. But then John Mark comes in later. You know why? Because John Mark was not the time. God didn't call him at that time, but later he came. I want to tell everyone here, do not think that you can make decisions, not you. The decisions of your life are made by God. All what you have to do is you have to pray and ask God, 
please reveal to me your decision. Because we cannot run away from his decision. Remember that we cannot run away. None of us can run away from his will. His decision is his will. Jonah tried to run away from God's will. God told Jonah, go to Nineveh and preach to them and tell them to come out of their sin. But he didn't want to go to Nineveh. He, he ran away the opposite direction. When he went away the opposite direction, what happened? He was in a ship and the ship, you know, it submerged. They were, before the ship sank, what, what happened was he was thrown. He was, the ship was, didn't sink, but he was thrown out of the ship. He was thrown out of the ship because they were about to, because such a storm. He was thrown out of the ship and a big fish came and swallowed him. God sent a big fish to swallow him, but did not digest him. Swallow him, did not digest him. Huh? Please, uh, uh, three days, huh? three nights, three days, huh? he was in darkness, total darkness inside there, in the, in the stomach of the, of the big fish. And the fish went to the shore and vomited him out. After that, he got up, he went back to his hometown, and then God again says, now, Jonah, go back to Nineveh. You see, God will never change his, his, his will. God, so if at all we struggle against God and go against him, we, we are the ones who will go through pain. So today I would like to tell, God the Holy Spirit has has a purpose for your life. Jeremiah 29 verse 11. Jeremiah 29 verse 11. He's got a purpose for your life. He created everyone with a purpose. Everyone with a purpose. So seek his purpose. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Give you a future and a hope. For everyone, he's got. Because we were going, thinking like this and like that, and we go hit here, hit there, wasting years and years and years, our money, ours, everything goes off, and we are in pain, we are in sorrow. But the thing is, what he'll say is, my child, why did you seek me? I, I could have guided you in the will, my father's will for you, and you'd have had a good life. So today it's not late. I want to tell everyone here, please understand, people need God. People need God, the Holy Spirit. Everyone, your friend needs God, the Holy Spirit. Your neighbor needs God, the Holy Spirit. Everyone, your boss needs God, the Holy Spirit. Because he cannot. He may look fine, but he's not fine. Many people are put on a mask of, of laughter and joy. But in the heart, they're crying. In the heart, they're crying. But God says, I know your cry. The only person who can set you free and give you joy is God, the Holy Spirit. Come back to God. Shall we stand? I'd like to ask the musicians to come up. You need God, the Holy Spirit. Everyone needs God, the Holy Spirit. You need God, the Holy Spirit. That God, the Holy Spirit, will never force himself to come inside you, no. Because he's a gentleman. And what he says is, if you open your heart and receive me, if you open your heart and receive me, remember, I want to tell again and again 
your life, your birth, your death is in His hands. Your living is in His hands. Your joy, your peace is in His hands. Everything is in His hands. So if you can today tell, Lord, I want to surrender my life to you. Just say, I want to surrender my life to you. I had enough. I ran my way. But my way is not the right way. I now surrender my life to your ways. Because I know that I need you, Lord. And people need God. Thank you, Lord. As we sing the song, I want to tell everyone here, God the Holy Spirit is moving here in a very mighty way. If you are led by God to come and stand in front, because there's going to be a powerful anointing, nobody's going to lay hands. God the Holy Spirit is going to move here. If you think, if your legs start moving to come in front, come, because He's going to anoint Hallelujah. Every day that passed me by, I can see it in your eyes. Empty people fill the care. Breathe the love. 
presence of God the Holy Spirit here even if you tell the Lord I want to take Jesus to people outside I need you God the Holy Spirit to come and fill me you may come here you may come in front and you can say Lord fill me I want to go out and take the word to people who do not know you God the Holy Spirit is here Moving in a very mighty way. Hallelujah. 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 There are many lost with broken dreams. Many, many had beautiful dreams about their future. But the dreams are broken. They are in sadness. They are in pain deep sorrow. Who can comfort? Only the comforter. God the Holy Spirit. God the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The comforter is here today now. He's here. He's moving in a very mighty way.
the Holy Spirit. Open your mouth and tell him, I need you, Lord. Tell him that you are surrendering your body to him as his temple. You cannot hold this body for long. This body belongs to him. It belongs to him. It belongs to the maker. He's here. God the Holy Spirit is here. God the Holy Spirit is here.
Your silent cries, He knows. Your sleepless nights, He knows. Your fears, He knows. He says, I'm here. He says, I'm here. Welcome me and I will change you, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's a beautiful anointing. Just receive the anointing in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. There's a mighty anointing here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bondages are being broken in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Fears are being broken in the name of Jesus. Fears. Fears. Fears are being broken. My house shall be a house of prizes. My house shall be a house of prizes. Will you make it into a house of prayer? Will you surrender your body to the Lord? He wants to bless you and He wants to take you into His blessings. He's here. Hallelujah. 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 In the name of Jesus, 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 hallelujah. The Lord is speaking to some of you in your heart now. The Lord is telling, remove, remove this thing, my child, he says. Remove. You are a good person, but you are, this is the only thing which is, which is making you hinder or hindering you from coming into the Lord's blessings. You are kind and you are loving, but the thing is, this thing which is inside you, remove it, says the Lord. Remove it, says the Lord. Today you can remove it. You can say, Lord, I do not want to have that anymore. I do not want to have pride anymore. I do not want to have anger, hot temper anymore, Lord. Because of pride, you do not want to say that you are wrong. In your anger, you have hurt people. In your bitterness, you have scorned people. The Lord says, remove all this, my child. Remove all this, my child. Because today, God the Holy Spirit is moving in a very mighty way. He wants to now fill you right now. He wants to fill you right now. Do not be stubborn in your ways. Do not be stubborn in your ways. Tell Lord, I want to now surrender my life. Let it be your will. Not my will anymore. Your will not my will anymore. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. 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 Your life will be changed. Your family will be changed. Blessings are being poured out today. God wants to take this church into a higher level that you be the light to those who do not know the Lord. That you share the word which they do not have that you bring comfort to those who do not have comfort that you 
help those to, who need help. That is why the Lord blesses us. He blesses us to be a blessing to others. Hallelujah. 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 You confess and tell to the Lord, I want to take your blessing and I want to share my blessing which you give me to others. You tell the Lord. You tell the Lord that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. That's a, such a great anointing here. Such a beautiful anointing here. I could just feel his mighty presence here. Just receive, just receive. In the name of Jesus, just receive. Just receive. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 At the end of broken dreams, he is the open door for you. He is the door of life for you. He is the door of new life for you. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you. We want to thank you for today, O oh Lord. Thank you for your word. Thank you for God, the Holy Spirit, who's here with us. Father, we pray at this time that every person here today, O oh Lord, must be filled in your spirit, O oh Lord. And must, O oh Lord, go through the transformation to allow you to be in them so that the body becomes the temple of the living God. And let everyone go out as a light to those who are in darkness. Yes, Father Lord. We thank you, Lord. We commit every one of us into your hands. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Blessed afternoon, everyone.